There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, thank you, Brother Tim. We do appreciate the opportunity to uh, give the Word of God out on this podcast, and we thank the Lord for this blessed privilege. This is Preacher Rose, and we welcome you to the podcast today. We want to read some scripture from the book of Revelation chapter number 2, Revelation chapter 2. Now, for sake of time, if you'll go down to verse number 7 of Revelation chapter 2, the Bible says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Look at verse number 11, chapter number 2. The Bible says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Look at verse number 17. The Bible says again, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Look again in verse number 29. The Bible says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Chapter number 3 and verse number 6, the Bible says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Verse number 13 of chapter number 3 of Revelation, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And then verse number 22, I think you've caught on thus far. It says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I want to preach for just a few minutes on this thought. Is anybody listening? It seems like the Spirit of God is speaking over and over again in chapters 2 and 3 of the book of the Revelation, and it's wondering if anybody has an ear to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. And I want to point out three things about this with the help of the Lord in this message today. Is anybody listening to God's message? Is anybody listening to God's man? And is anybody listening to God's means? So I want to point out those things today as we look at the scriptures today. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 2, and there's several different verses that we want to allude to today, and it deals with the message that God is giving unto the churches. The Bible says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what? what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I'm glad that God has got a message for us today. I'm glad that the Bible tells us in the Word of God that we have a message that we can give uh, to the people of God. Hallelujah. I'm glad that God has given us in this King James Bible 
a message for this generation. And you know, the message that we find in the book of the Revelation is a message that still needs to be given today. The Bible tells us here in the book of the Revelation, uh, chapter number two and verse number five, the Bible says it is a message about repentance. It is a message about repentance. The Bible says in verse number five of Revelation chapter number two, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. Now somebody said this is the missing message for today because you hear very little about Bible repentance, a turning from and a turning to. May I say this, and I don't want to get sidetracked, but thank God I'm glad that God granted Bible repentance in my life when I got saved by the grace of God. God convicted me of my sins. God illuminated my heart and my mind to my lost condition. And by the grace of God, God granted me repentance according to the book of Romans. And thank God he gave me Bible faith. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for that today. Let me ask you a question. And I never take for granted for those that I preach to that they all know the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you repented in the presence of God? Is your repentance pleasing toward God? Or do you have worldly sorrow, just like a lot of people that are in sitting in churches today, uh, that listen, friend, they have never had their lives changed. They know nothing about the life-changing power of God. But in this text of scripture, he is dealing with the church. And the reason that I know that God has granted me repentance in my life is still because I have that attitude of repentance. Amen. And I tell you, I think we forgot today uh, that, listen, friend, if we are going to have a moving of God, then we must hear what the Spirit of God has to say about repentance. And you know, here is the ultimatum. If we do not repent according to the Word of God, God will remove the candlestick out of its place. You said that wouldn't happen. How many churches are sitting vacant or being used? I've seen them used as delis. I've seen them used as different antique buildings. And I really wonder, I wonder, amen, how God you may have used the Word of God in some of those church buildings to thunder forth, amen, at one time. And yet, they would not repent and therefore, they sit vacant or are used for other uses. Man, it'd be sad, amen, if they was used for a Masonic Lodge, wouldn't they? 
but I've seen church buildings, so-called, that have been used for those purposes, and I'm not going to get sidetracked on that. He says, except thou repent. So it was a message about repentance, amen. Then it was a message about leaving their first love, the church of Ephesus. He dealt with them about leaving their first love. I remember when me and my wife, Sarah, got married years ago, and that love that God gave and nurtured along for me and my wife years ago, thank God. And I tell you what, what a blessing it was. But do you remember when you first got saved and the love and the fervency that was burning in your heart for the Lord Jesus Christ? But he dealt with this church that you have left your first love. Something has stole your affections away from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he said, you better listen to the message. Who has an ear to hear to the message of repentance? Who has an ear to hear of what God says about leaving your first love? But I've got somewhere I've got to go. We've got to move on. How about this matter of holding to false doctrine, the church of Pergamos in Revelation chapter 2 and verse number 14? How many times, amen, you know, you say, well, a child of God could never get wrapped up in false doctrine. I don't believe doctrine can get a hold on a person and keep it. But I'm going to tell you one thing. If you know anything about the Bible, the epistles were wrote, wrote to correct false doctrine. Every one of Paul's epistles was wrote to a church to correct false doctrine. Amen. I'm going to tell you, friend, if you're not careful, if you don't get in this Bible, if you don't study the Word of God, and every one of us, let me stop right here and say this, every one of us are called to be a student of the Word of God. He didn't just say preachers. He didn't just say evangelists. He didn't just say pastors. He said, study to show thyself approved, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. But when we notice here in this matter of false doctrine, the Bible says here in verse number 14 of chapter number 2, but I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. And I'm going to tell you, friend, we live in a day and hour, if you're not careful, you know, a lot of people don't even listen to the man of God. They're out here getting their stimulated by radio preachers that don't know where their Bible's at. God forbid that some of you listen to Charles Stanley or somebody that don't even know where a Bible's at. Amen? But I'm going to tell you, friend, we've got people that are so enamored. I hear in Baptist churches, oh, did you see what the local TV preacher had to say? I don't care what the local TV preacher has to say. In fact, I don't have a TV to watch him on. But listen to me, friend. I'm going to tell you, I'm not interested what the Pentecostals have to say on the TBN and all that. I want to hear somebody open up this Bible, this King James Bible, and give me something from the Word of God that'll feed my soul. He warned 
the church of Pergamos. You better be careful to those that hold to false doctrine. Amen. Then he dealt with about suffering Jezebel to be a part of the church. Amen. I'm going to tell you what, she was a fine character specimen, amen? I'm going to tell you one thing, friend. Jezebel and the doctrine of Jezebel had come in and began to permeate the church and pull people away. And no wonder they was led after fornication, amen? Let me move on. The church of Thyatira, he had dealt with them. Uh, Listen, the church of Sardis, excuse me. He had dealt with them about being alive in name only. I know a lot of churches that are that way. We better listen to God's message that we don't just have a name that we're alive and we are as dead as four o'clock in the morning. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 1, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name that thou livest, and art dead. Now listen to me, friend. We have a, live in a day and hour where we have what I call Baptist mechanics. You may, you know, glorify, let me say that, glorify that you don't have a church bulletin. But most churches don't have to have one. They have a formula, they have a format that they go by, and it doesn't matter whether God is in the equation or not. And I'm going to tell you what that's turned us into. We are alive, but in name only. That's all we are. And God has a message for a church that's dead and just alive in name only. Then he said to the church at Laodicea about being lukewarm. They were tepid. They were very lukewarm. They were neither hot nor cold. Uh, They just kind of in between. And I'm going to tell you, friend, we live in a day and hour where the Bible tells us we are we think that we have need of not nothing, but he's standing at the door and knocking. He's misplaced and he's not on the inside. Can you honestly say, let me say, Pastor, can you honestly say that God has called you to preach? Let me go deeper in that. Can some of you preachers say that you know that you've had an experience of grace? And i tell you why you'd get upset with me saying that. Because you have no assurance of eternal life living in you. Because I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that have learned how to do it. Went to Bible schools. I think about some of the ones that I went went to school with over 30 years ago. And probably have no testimony of the saving grace of God. And you know why? When you preach the message and preach the message on repentance of sins and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, why they can't take that? It's because they've never been born again of the Spirit of God. If you have, do you have a calling upon your life? And if you have a calling upon your life, then may God give you a fervent desire and not be the kind of person that makes God sick. I remember what Ravenhill said. I usually read, and this week I've been reading in Why Revival Terries by Leonard Ravenhill. 
And you know, he said, Lord, if you cannot revive thy church, would you please spew it out of your mouth and raise up somebody? Years ago, Brother Harden, tell me, Brother Harden's up in years, probably up in his near his 90s or in his 90s now. But years ago, Brother Albert Harden told me, you know, Brother Rose, over the years, my hearing has really been affected. He said, I try to set up front in the meetings that I go to when he was able still to go to meetings. And I noticed he would cup his ear trying to hear the preacher because he had lost part of his hearing. He said, unless a man was very articulate, that certainly ain't me, but if he was very articulate, he couldn't even hear what the preacher had to say. I think there's a lot of people that sit out in our pews that hear nothing of what the Spirit of God has to say to them because they are dull of hearing. The Bible tells us the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God is what energizes, energizes and illuminates the Word of God. The word illuminate means to enlighten, to throw light upon. It means to enlighten intellectually with knowledge or grace. And I'm going to tell you what it takes. The old-timers believed in its spiritual illumination and spiritual revelation. They took, they believed that the Spirit of God had to make the truths of God real in your heart. We don't believe that today. We believe there just has to be an intellectual ascent, and that's all it takes, and presto, you're saved, ready for the baptistry. But I'm going to tell you, the old-timers believed in spiritual illumination. Where does that come from? It comes from the Scriptures, and it comes from the Spirit of God. And I'm going to tell you, friend, here's what he told the seven churches. He said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God saith unto the churches. I want you to notice in Revelation chapter 13 in closing here, Revelation chapter 13 and verse number 9. Here's an interesting thing in the book of the Revelation. If any man have an ear, let him hear. It looks like the Spirit is imploring in chapters 2 and 3 that if anybody has an ear to hear, let him hear. Then he says, if any man have an ear. I'm going to tell you, friend, we see a declension in our day before Jesus comes back of people hearing the word of God. And I'm going to tell you, it's not going to get any better before Jesus comes back. And one day, there will be no opportunity to hear. You say, why is that? Because after Jesus comes back, amen, there'll be a lot of people cut off. There will be a lot of people believe the lie of the Antichrist, and they will be damned, according to the Word of God. I'm going to tell you one thing. How's your spiritual hearing today? Are you going to sit under the word of God and die in your sins and go to hell because you never really hear? 
Brother Harden would tell me, all I hear is noise. And it doesn't matter how loud the preacher is, all I hear is noise. I'm afraid that's what a lot of people do in our day and hour. They hear noise, but they don't hear from God. May God help us that we would hear what the Spirit of God says to the churches. Is anybody listening? There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.